Curtis Quillen joining us, sports director over there at Channel 6 on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, on a damp Friday evening. Curtis, this is a weird one. I mean, can y'all, there's really not enough games to do a full show tonight. Can you just give the gang a rare Friday night off and then gear up for the playoffs? Or do we have to, Uh, I guess, I guess we do have a big one involving one of our one of our great local Waco ISD teams. Yeah, you probably ought to go ahead and do a show tonight. Uh, but it is kind of interesting to have so many games that have already been played. It's very weird this week. I mean, what, 15 games in the area tonight? Uh, 75% of the area played last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a weird Friday, man. But, no, there's so many impactful games, Matt. And then, you know, you have – uh, a playoff play-in game at Tiger Field tonight with Lake Belton and Ellison. You have a district championship game in Holland, in Holland and Platonia. And you have uh, Academy and Franklin. Can Franklin finish off the 10-0? and 0? Can Academy pull off the upset and get some uh, get some <laughs> get a really big swagger in its step going into the playoffs? So plenty still to play for tonight. Plenty still to cover tonight, uh, obviously weather permitting. All right, what is our uh, what are we doing in terms of game of the week? Which uh, boy, y'all div- y'all give special coverage to, and usually have some sort of trophy that you pass up, you pass out, and it really seems like Lively loves to try to claim those things because Lively, he's a man of the people, loves to kind of be in a crowd and you know be involved in wedding presentations and all that kind of stuff, wedding proposals. Uh, how are we? Uh, how are we treating the game of the week, the GOTW? Well, there is only one option for game of the week this week, and it's the two best stories in Central Texas this year, uh, and they're playing each other. You have the Belton Tigers, the University Trojans, facing off at Waco ISD Stadium, a 7 p.m. kick. Um, you know, Belton clinched a share of its first district championship since 2009, according to Brett Sniffen. Uh, and then University in the playoffs for the first time since 2009. They can take a share of the district championship with a win. Uh, this is a huge, huge Friday night for both of those schools because I know, you know, an outright district championship would mean so much to that Belton community who, you know, football-wise has seen kind of a mixed bag of results just in the seven years that I've covered football here in Central Texas. Um, and then when you factor in um, everything going on at University, like how is that not the game of the week? I think it is, and I can't wait to see the result. I'm pulling for uh, university just based on uh, Belton's at least been to the playoffs, you know, since 2009. This is the first time uh, university's been there, and uh, so that would be so cool. But I like both of them. You know, I I spent a lot of time in Salado right down the road from Belton, and I love Belton. I like that uh, barbecue place in Belton. Actually, I like several of them. I like Shep's. I like that Miller's. That's a good one. That's some good barbecue uh, right there in uh, Belton. Curtis, what's on the agenda for you, by the way, tonight? Do you do you try to get out and go? Uh, um, you know, go to on these ro- when you're out there. You know, filming some of this. Will you try to go to one of the local restaurants, or do you just kind of go to you know Slotsky's or or Sonic or whatever? I kind of hit a drive-through on Friday. I'm trying to get to the stadium for the game, get what, get okay. the video that I need, and I'm trying to say hi to coaches and and you know if I have a moment with them, if they're you know off doing their own thing and they're not hands-on and pre-game, I try to you know pick their brain on a couple of things. Sometimes it's about their team so that I can better explain it. 
on the air. Sometimes it's about their district for the same reasons. And then sometimes it's just about things going on around the state, you know, things uh, coming down the pipe from the UIL and, you know, just happening in, in Texas high school sports. And so uh, I'm a big, you know, I heard a, a lot of TV guys who do these college football games, like they, they make it a point to get down to the field at some point in the two hours leading up to the game, because that's when the teams show up uh, to the stadium. And that's when the coaches are most at ease because what prep work is your opponent going to do for something in those two hours leading up to the game. And so uh, I kind of heard that whenever I was coming out of college and took that as advice on how I should handle things. And um, when I, when I'm able to make it now, I do make sure that I get a dinner in on the way to the game yeah. because eating at 10 o'clock at night is not uh, ideal for my health. Now the key is to bring them some information too. You know, you you oh, yeah. want to you want to be a sponge and you want to be a good listener, but occasionally, you know, things you're hearing across the state, they'll be all ears. Coaches love the scuttlebutt of it all across the state, mm-hmm. and you pay you're very plugged in, so that it kind of the information uh, highway kind of works both ways there. Now you're worried. Uh, I saw this tweet. The Baylor is going with its all white uniforms, which I think is a a good road uniform. I think they play fast in those all whites. I think they look good. I think those things look clean. You seem to be, you say rain in the forecast, grass filled with red paint. Norman, this sent me scrambling to the weather forecast. I want to tell you, things are looking up for tomorrow. And at a two o'clock start, it appears to be sunny with a high of 64. So I think we're in good shape because me being the fair weather fan that I am, when I saw you tweet that, I was, I I have tickets to the game tomorrow. All of a sudden, my buddy called me and he's got tickets and we're going to go. But I was going to back out if it was if it was bad weather. <laughs> you know, I, having lived in Oklahoma for three years, man, all I'm going to say is if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Oh man, see, we say that in Texas too, but. You're right. You spent time in Oklahoma. The scary thing in Oklahoma, it's wait five minutes and you might have a tornado or something. I mean, that's Tornado, tornado Alley. Some sort of high wind. Yeah. It's, yeah. The weather in Oklahoma is bonkers, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is. And so uh, I remember doing Big 12 Breakdown on Wednesday with uh, with John Morris on the 6 Plus app. and uh, He told us that when he talked to the equipment staff, they had preseason picked out the all-white unis for this week. And he goes, uh, Curtis, there's rain in the forecast. And uh that's a grass field in Norman with red paint on it. I said, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that stadium? Uh, I I, I got to say, I have not covered. I was trying to think back, like, how many times I've been there, and I can't even really remember that much. Is that is it, you know, compare, obviously you're partial to Stillwater. That's a different experience. It's not quite as big. Uh, I do think it's a tough place to play, though. Uh, there at T Boone Pickens, uh, uh, but I, what what is that? Can OU be like a very intimidating place when that place gets rocking? And could you see that happening tomorrow afternoon, or does this feel like a game that it's going to be? You know, they're obviously OU people are not that excited about their team right now. They're not, but they're they're on the up and up. And that stadium, whenever OU is clicking, is electric. Um, now I'm too young to have seen an Oklahoma team that was mediocre, kind of three loss, four loss, nine and three, eight and four. Uh, and so, you know, the three years I was in college, Oklahoma made the, you know, won the Big Twelve and made the playoff my senior year. Uh, 
was a like a 10 and two team my freshman year. And um, then my junior year was in the hunt for a, you know, big 12 championship until the very end. And so that's a, it's a fan base. that's passionate whenever they're good and when they're clicking, but that is a come kickoff. Whoever's in the stadium, they don't care what the record is at that point. They're going to cheer on their team uh, from a media perspective. I, there's better media setups at stadiums. I'll give them that. But as a fan, um, that atmosphere, I went in 2016. So I think that was another year that uh, OU made the playoff as well. Bob Stoops' final season in Norman. And I went up there with Jessica Mori. And that was, a, that was an atmosphere that's second to few, uh, at least in the Big 12. Talking to Curtis Quillen on the Matt Mosley Show. Chilling with Quillen. Man loves to go on the road, cover all these uh, – events talking about uh, Baylor and OU what Baylor team I mean they have to have a lot of confidence after playing so well in Lubbock Um, this will be a little bit of a different atmosphere and OU's not the normal OU we've become accustomed to they are favored to win this game I think the last thing I saw maybe favored by three and a half Uh, to me this feels like a game where Baylor's going to need to uh, bludgeon them. I mean, if they can, if they can pack that running game and then hopefully play good defense again, uh, they got a great chance to win this one. How do you kind of see this thing playing out? To me, the biggest key for this one is the run game, right? I mean, Baylor's run has improved drastically from 112 yards against Oklahoma State on October 1st to an average of 252 the past two weeks against Kansas and Texas Tech. Uh, this is a that's going to be the huge key because OU is statistically speaking. Um, and this isn't me making it up. This is straight off of the stats for the season in the Big 12. Uh, is statistically the worst run defense in the Big 12 to this point this year. Um, and so, you know, to me, that means Richard Reese and Quaylon Jones are the key to this one um, for the Bears. You know, if they can control the clock, run the ball, and Dylan Gabriel is going to get big plays. But you have to make sure that the pressure is on the OU offense to get the ball back because I don't know that if you let OU – uh, control the clock that you're going to have those opportunities that, that it can do that if you're if you're the Sooners I don't know that their offense is built that way and I don't think the defense is built in a way to not you know get this game into the 40s I think for Baylor the biggest key keep it low scoring keep it into the 20s and run the ball and just let the let your running backs carry you to a win um, and so this is a this is a, that's the biggest key in this one for me, and I think this is going to be the biggest tell of where you know this Baylor run game is at moving forward. And then if the OU defense adjusts and they start forcing you to pass it, uh, can Blake Shapen get that same kind of connection with guys like Ben Sims and Gavin Holmes? What's the uh, quintessential Oklahoma um, campus bar or restaurant like right you know pretty close to the uh, stadium is there anything i because i just don't have a feel for it and i certainly don't want to i mean that that place is not a great uh, i don't go to basketball games there because lloyd noble is not that great of a place to watch a basketball game but i really no, want the not. full experience tomorrow uh is there anything that comes to mind there i can't remember the name of their entertainment district but it's not far from i think it's on the north end of campus there in norman there's a little okay. strip uh, kind of like, you know, in, in Stillwater, it's on Washington Avenue. And then yeah. um, in, in Waco, I would say it's, it, it, it's along Austin Avenue, that area downtown. Uh, there's one just north of campus at OU. I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. And I know Tell that when it. I tweet this, 
I, some of my friends in the Oklahoma media are going to slap me through Twitter. No, just uh, just reach out to a couple of your Sooner buddies, uh, and I, I may do the same. Try to grab us one because I, I really uh, I really want to get out there and uh, get some of that local flavor. Now, as you were getting ready to do the broadcast last night, World Series, that was, and boy, you appear to uh, you you're kind of behind these Astros, and it appears that you've been that way for uh, for many years now. Was that that was a I mean, I don't know if they gave it the appropriate excitement. I'm talking about the broadcasters. That 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 catch in the ninth wasn't that in the ninth? Yeah, that was a uh, uh, the bottom of the ninth with one out. That that was really something. What who was that? McCormick or was it Chaz? Uh, I mean that that was McCormick. Yeah, yeah, that was tremendous. Yeah. I thought that, if that was ball great. Hit four feet further, it's over the wall, and I think it's a, it might be a walk off. And so, huge, huge play for the Astros. And I don't know if I'd say many years, Matt. I, you know how close I was with Nick Canizales, my previous co- uh, colleague and sports director. And um, I just, you know, in 2017, he kind of, you know, hung around with him so much when they made that run to the World Series title that uh, you just kind of start to ah. enjoy the team and watch them play and then the more that I watched them the more I kind of enjoyed uh, watching them and then a friend of mine from college worked for the team during the 2019 World Series run um, in fact when I was at the Baylor Rice game that year uh, he was on call because they could clinch the division while I was in town and so he's like hey let me know if you get done early because I'm not going to be home if they win the if the Astros win uh, because they were bringing me in um, if we're up after seven because I have to work if we clinch the division. And so he gave me, you know, I stayed down there Saturday night, didn't have to anchor on Sunday. And so I just hung around Sunday, went to the game, watched them clinch the division that year. I think that was when Springer hit a home run in his first three at bat. Of the yeah. day. And uh, it was, it was, it's a fun time and that's a fun yeah. venue. It, it's just been hard to not enjoy that team the past few years. And I've become a very oh. casual Astros fan, much to the dismay of one of my former colleagues here at channel six, uh, but this is a fun team, um, and the fact that you know Justin Verlander gets his first win in the World Series, I think, speaks volumes for just kind of the the fight that's in that Astros team and that catch last night. Uh, that may be a World Series saving catch. Yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing. And by the way, I think that's smart to hit Bryce Harper or just walk him. I don't know why they've been pitching to him this series or throughout the postseason. I mean, you you should just put him on base. And that's what they did. Now, again, you could say they almost paid for it, but uh, I don't think that's a uh, I don't think that's a bad strategy. And interesting that you fell in love with the team uh, when they were at the height of their cheating. I don't know what that says, but that's a, that's interesting that that's kind of when uh, when you started to enjoy the team. When they, my, when my, they... <laughs> my counter argument to everybody who says that is the single sport most synonymous with cheating and it proud of it is Major League Baseball, and I have a hard time believing, knowing what I know about how the sports world operates, that if one team is doing something, that more teams aren't doing it. It's just that the Astros weren't subtle about it. And the trash can't, like, whatever. If you you don't want them knowing what what pitch you're going to throw, like, don't, just don't let them go yard. (laughs) Like, that's my, that's, that's my whole point is, you know, they still hit the ball. Like, you can know what pitch is coming and not hit it. Okay, so 
everybody's doing it, and uh, we just got Curtis Quillen's kind of opinion on on, on sports. That is not reporting. That is my, that, that is that is my uh, my old man yelling oh, loud moment with pro yeah. football. Yeah, exactly. Well, Curtis B, uh, it'll be exciting tonight, game of the week, and uh, we'll look forward to Channel 6's coverage. And then um, if you need anything there in Norman, I'll be live on the scene, kind of in the stand. So if you kind of need any reports or whatever, just uh, I'll be there for you, okay? You just let me know. I might need to start a fire soon, so if you don't mind getting me a shirt, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right. All right. There he goes. Curtis Quillen. Chillin' with Quillen on Channel 6.